Welcome to the Bureau of Licensure. How can I help you? Hi, I would like to register for a new cult. Sir, you can't register for a cult. Like, what does everybody have against cults these days? Sir, it's got nothing to do with that. There is no process. There's no registration. There is no license for a cult. Well, while we're on the topic, my last cult was a fucking disaster. Oh my God, it was going so well. And we had a mansion and a ton of followers. And then one night we had this like rave night and I took like a bunch of mushrooms. And then I started freaking out and I was like, this isn't real. I'm fake. Don't listen to anything I say. And then everyone just started going nuts and they were robbing me and looting the place. And the place was fucking trashed. Bro, you're fucked. Serious right now? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. The last time I did this episode, the same thing happened. Right. I'm giggling, but also what is going on? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, some negative forces are fucking with our shit because they don't want to fuck. <laughs> say the words, like, <laughs> holy shit. All right. Well, welcome, people. As you all know from the last episode, I love this topic. <laughs> yeah. Both Tony and I thought it was super important to have a second part about cults. It was really me having a complete meltdown over the fact that this term has been casted out to the community of anybody who is thinking outside of dogmatic systemic processes. And it's an all-encompassing term to immediately discredit. You can't be throwing these words around, especially during a time where people need personal choice of freedom. There's a lot of cult mentality right now. There's been a lot of documentaries. There's been a lot of, since the time we recorded, which is so weird. It's just so ironic that your whole thing during that was we were talking about the documentaries and we didn't even know of the ones that were about to come out. Right. Yeah. It's not my job or Tony's job to prove or disprove anybody's theories, but I am here to balance it. And so is Tony. Like we're here to just say, be careful with the words that you use. And this is, it goes back to like, what was it? Season one, episode three about labels. Yeah. Words that you use and do your own research. This is like, out of fucking control where we are in the world. Yeah. Yep. You're, you're really getting in there. <laughs> the first four minutes, Michelle, you're really getting in there. And well, and there's, this has been an ongoing conversation because it's relevance has increased like weekly basis since we started talking about this months ago. And there's no checks or balances, just sensationalization. Uh, or as mainstream media uh, generally goes, I'm not talking about investigation into legitimate cults and, and criminal activities. And uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, what am I trying to say, Michelle? Like, like what murder porn is, but the, oh, the seedy, dark. all the media out there now about, about, cult stuff then it's starting to get thrown around more liberally because of that desensitizing ourselves to it yeah right. how are you going to know 
that you're in a dangerous situation where this could be a cult if you're desensitized to it. Like everyone's so zoomed in, like zoom yeah. out, zoom out and look, mm -hmm. look at what is happening. Look, why are we being desensitized to cults? Why are we using anybody who thinks outside of the box and automatically saying they're a cult leader? Now, I have seen and been around a lot of the spiritual community, especially early on. I was super subjectable to being molded. And I was very unsure of how to react to people being so authentic and open. But once I put down my judgments around that, there was some beautiful growth. With that being said, when people came in and didn't have that judgment and didn't have that weariness, they literally fell into people who would pray on them. Just because there's a spiritual community doesn't mean that everyone has everyone's best intentions at heart. You know what I'm saying? Yep. There's, there's seedy people within all of this. I also have watched movements turn from something about connection, internal peace, community, to looking almost like social media embodied in the group, looking for validation and see me and I want to be part of that and I need to be seen and you need to validate me. It really can be super fucked up. There are broken people leading broken people and you have to be really careful who you allow into that vulnerability and into your healing process. I don't think we can say certain things, so I'm just going to be very vague about this, but there's been documentaries that have been coming out that are uh what am i trying to say here to you like i try to be vague about who it is but can i speak about that i think so it's all public domain so i think so. i don't should i go into yeah that's where that well at, at worst case scenario that's going to get us where we're going all right so i should go into all of this, that. this is where my ego's like oh my god don't do that don't be involved in that all right all right i'm just gonna say this there's parts that I'm trying to be really delicate because there is, I have been trained by Peel Swan in her completion process. I also have known Teal since the really uh, probably a few years into her coming into helping people who have not been able to find help through modern day avenues. I didn't know who she was. I went with a friend to a conference in Atlanta and I found her to spit some real fucking truth. Some of it was a little far out there. I was probably only a few years into my psychic abilities of like allowing them out. I still really weary about sharing with people where I was. And this woman was speaking things that I had already been going through. She has a very deep level of understanding of consciousness, understanding of emotional navigation. When you do that, you have those people who I just was referencing that are really malleable and are coming in without having discernment or weariness. It's very easy for other stories that are being shared and or traumatic experiences that are being witnessed through others' vulnerability for the lines to be blurred. People have accused her of having false memories implanted. I saw with my own eyes a situation where that could have very well happened. I'm almost positive that what was talked about between them was something that was never even in this person's mind. Energy field wasn't even in her day to day. And it ended up destroying her family. I was really bothered by that. I have watched so many people heal. People who have been like in and out of mental institutions their whole life cannot even function, end up living 
healthy, productive, safe, independent, and really sound life where other avenues had failed. So it's very conflicting to have both scenarios. Yeah. This level of, I've seen what she can do. There's anybody who doesn't just watch her videos and has been physically seen her and talked to her. You know, I'm not just saying like, oh, it's already an event, like sat on a couch, we've ate dinners together. I have never seen her act the way that it's made her look in, in the documentary, The Deep End. I'm also not in her inner circle. I've never seen anybody that has ever been suicidal and that has voiced that. I've never seen her ever try to promote that. In fact, I've seen it high alert. We're talking a team member with that person constantly, which I have seen in one of our trainings. It's very hard for me to see her in that light. I am not saying that from 2015 until now. I don't know what, what it looks like. I haven't been around. I keep an open mind to that because I also understand that we can get lost in an identity when we have a lot of yes men around us and we have a lot of people that are not holding our best interests at heart and really just want to be in your inner circle because they need internal validation and they think for some reason you're superior. Also, maybe she's grown into this identity a little bit and she can't see it because it's cloudy. Not every cult leader doesn't go, doesn't go into this thinking they're going to be a cult leader. Most cults end up going into this thinking that they're helping humanity and it forms into this. So perhaps this is all being exposed because there is that arch identity coming forward, which wouldn't be surprising since she is the, the holder of shadows. That's what she does. With all of that being said, I have been feeling this need to detach from visibility, meaning there was once a way that I built my business was everything needs to be done through social media. And that's what the world that we lived in. And it was in a moment of connection because you got to remember this like 10 years ago. So it was through connection and social media went from connection to comparison, to judgment, to toxicity. And I don't want to feed the beast. I run into really mixed emotions because I've spent a long time building tens of thousands of followers. I used to feel like that was level of success. Now I am feeling that I don't want any of that. I want to help people find freedom of faith. I want to help people find their independent source to themselves and to God. I want to get in the trenches and be there with you because you want to transcend the very chains that are affixed to you. I do not want people following me. I do not want people hanging on to every word. I do not want to be in the public eye. I don't want any of that. I do not want any association with any of the bullshit that mainstream media is trying to do with the last decade of people and practices that I have seen. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So a couple things that I uh, want to say is kind of Please. summarize. So a couple of things that I'm I'm hearing, like there's first there's the mainstream media representation that's going on that you know there's a factor um getting people talking about it to get the most views possible. Yeah. So it's going to be edited as a form of entertainment to get increased viewership. Mm -hmm. Right. So we know that it's not like it, it's not the the whole representation of the truth, which 
I don't know if there's ever such a thing as being able to put together the whole representation of the truth, but it's, it's not even close to where we could get with it. So then what you have yourself is the personal experiences that you had and a dissonance between, between what we're hearing and what you experienced and how do you navigate that? How the fuck do you navigate that? Then there's the other, another part of it, which is the fact that someone might have put a lot of work uh, uh, into their spiritual growth and have put a lot of work into really understanding how they can be of service to, to people and help people doesn't mean they're immune to pathologies it, that to their shadow. Mm -hmm. We've, uh, I say that all the time. You say that all the time, Sean. Yeah. We, we're not transcending as we're, we're going along these, this journey We're 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 removing layers of ignorance, but it doesn't, that doesn't make us immune to all the pitfalls of being a human being. And so when you have a landscape where there's, there's a, a, a sort of war on individuals and, and calling uh, them cult leaders and they work in the industry that we work in, line of work that we work in, and it's clear that the, the information isn't is, isn't necessarily cont contextually accurate. That that there's motivations or agendas behind um, what what's communicated and and why we're left with with this situation that we have, which is creating this container for conversation around how do you navigate that, particularly if this is the community that you're in and that, mm -hmm. community that you work in or, or get services from people like us. Yeah, exactly. What has to happen in your own life for you to define something as a cult? What is that definition? And I'm going to just project a little bit and assume that the collective would say deviation from the norm on any level, spiritual, mental, analytical, societal, whatever. I mean, yeah, there's a, but there's an element of following without questioning. Okay. If you don't have the deviation from the norm, you're not really seeing the word cult thrown around at them because it won't stick. So it's, it's a, what you said is a, a core central piece of it. So if that's the definition I'm asking people to look at, what other areas besides whatever's been being shown as a cult lately, what other areas could that apply to? Yeah, and her, yeah exactly. Like everyone probably at least knows someone or has worked for an employer and said, this place is like a cult. Yeah. I... I'm willing to bet there's zero documentaries about that place of employment being a cult, oh, right? Right. So right. therefore, where, where is the line? Where do we draw the line? Yeah. If it is only going to project it at one level, right? And it has to be, and you're going to use it as spiritual deviation. You got uh, an easy target. Right. Which is usually yeah. the target of this shit. So, all yeah. right, cool. How's your Catholic church? Yeah. 
you're blindly following a doctor and that you, your parents blindly followed, your grandparents blindly followed, the people before them blindly followed. I'm not saying you're assholes because you're blindly following it. I'm just saying you've been blindly following it for 2,000 years. You are also obeying, you're chanting, you're praying, you're standing, you're kneeling, you're drinking blood, you're eating the body. You also could consider that a cult. A little small digression, but in um, that one point back when we were recording the other part one, um, I was looking at the definition and the, and the origin of the word cult, which is from the same root word as culture. Um, and, uh, cause it's original, original meaning was, was, um, to, to farm basically to cultivate mm-hmm. land. And then it took on a meaning. Um, I think it was around like the 1600s of any religion that worshiped something that wasn't one of the big ones, like Catholicism, mm-hmm. uh, was basically labeled a cult because it wasn't what everyone else was doing. Wow. And I thought that was an interesting parallel. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, an interesting parallel. Cult is a buzzword right now, right? So yeah. If something's trending, you need to be questioning it. <laughs> right. Right? Push agenda or it's a bunch of people just regurgitating. Yeah, and so stop and think before before you continue that trend. Yeah, like you get, you know, it's popular. What? And yeah, you go you go to a bar and and someone's talking about uh, Reiki or or some spiritual thing, and then and then someone can say, uh, I don't know, it sounds to me like a cult, and everyone goes, Ooh, yeah, right, <laughs> like cause you threw out a word that's buzzword and it's going to get an emotional reaction right now the market is so saturated like we were doing this before this was cool okay this isn't cool to us this is like literally our soul's purpose so the fact that some girl who stripped on mushrooms at a fucking music festival is now saying that they're a shaman is bogus people who show up in their everyday life whether they're clients or not whether you do this for a business or not is going to be the highest and best for that person that they're interacting with and offer them the light where we can yeah well, because Michelle, there's it's e- easy for us to identify that the um, those people jumping on the bandwagon because to be a healer, you you have to have done a significant amount of work to heal yourself. Uh, I'm trying to keep that vague, but yeah, but yet you, you have to have done that, and healing yourself is 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 extremely, extremely painful. And, and you can't take painkillers yeah. for it, yeah. right? Well, well, you could, but you're not going to, you're not, you're not going to heal. heal. <laughs> right. It, that the healing is through that, that pain. And, and I'm talking about emotional, psychological, spiritual uh, pain and, and it can also manifest physically, but, but pain nonetheless. And so there's a certain character that, you know, you, you, it affects your character, right? So um, it's just so apparent to, to, to people like us when it's like, oh, I, you know, right, took <laughs> mushrooms at a music festival <laughs> and now I'm a fucking shaman. That's, that's the energy I get from fucking I'm like, right. stop it. Yeah. 
Does your mother know you're playing a shaman tonight? Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm going underground. And you and I are talking about for months now how we just feel such a shift. And then you go to Martha's Vineyard and they're like, you like, of course, line up with a bond waitress who was like, yeah, me and my friend think about going underground with our healing businesses. Yeah, that there's um, a a very small community of healers and, and uh, holistic medicine uh, on the island. And that to find out recently that, first of all, since COVID with people working from home, the population has doubled on that island for the year rounders. It's gone from 11,000 to 22,000. Yeah. And that there are healers saying, I'm only doing business with existing clientele now, right now. On an isolated community like that, where there's been an increase in, in potential customers. I, it's just speaks so much to, to what we're talking about. Well, and I think that there's, A lot of fear and pain in the collective right now. There's, we're still recovering from a lot of world events. Mm. And so unfortunately, and you know, with, with social media, God, I hate social media and, and, and it serves its purpose. And I, I actually advocate for it more than I speak against it, but th there's a thing called, um, dispersal of responsibility um, in, in a crowd, right? Where, where people will do things in a crowd because there's dispersed responsibility. They're not held individually accountable. So they'll do things as part of a crowd that they would not do uh, as an individual, right? And so I feel like there's a little bit of like the whole witch hunt thing because of the fear and uncertainty that in the collective right now is like a big contributing factor to this and, and being in the age where we are with social media, there's the people because there's the people who are real healers and they, they have a following and they have absolutely been under, you know, significant scrutiny before Sylvia Brown, uh, you know, John Holland, uh, there are people who, who oh absolutely you know they're, they're legit they just happen to you know uh ha end up with a huge following then mm. there's the people who set out to get as many followers as they can and bingo that is hey you want to do that you can do that and maybe you'll get on tv but be careful because what kind of tv show is it going to be about yeah this fear and uncertainty and pain there's definitely collective pain going on right now. Um, it is, and, and the reactive recoil to, let me get back to what I know, you know, like um, we're in uncharted territory and, 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 and you want to get home because you know, you're home, you know, every room in your home, you know, what's there, you're, you, you feel safe there because you know it you know that territory and and so this recoiling uh and and uh that's going on is all the more reason to embrace your spiritual side and your spiritual truth mm -hmm. and healing yourself to 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 be able to better navigate uh 
the, the, the world and the collective the way that it is today in a meaningful way to, to produce meaningful results for you in your life. And, and of course, that's where the witch hunts target. Mm. Here we are, witch hunt, witch hunt, witch hunt. Here we are again, right? A witch is somebody who sees something outside of society's norms that is deemed crazy by others. What we're trying to broadcast and promote here is not being part of a witch hunt, but being part of a fucking crusade. It's not about the hunt. It's about the fight. It's about standing up and being warriors. So it's not about like, we're done with the hunts. We're the motherfuckers from the lineage that you didn't burn or hang. So we see outside society's norms. Witches are just people who see outside the parameters and whose viewpoints and understanding of the universe and society and the world at large is different and cannot be seen through those who are wearing blindfolds. They have taken their blindfolds off, so they have been cast as witches as to not make everybody else feel uncomfortable. Well, the witches are back, bitches. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's yeah. not about the hunt. Don't allow yourself to be hunted for having a different religion. Jesus was hunted. Fuck. Think about it. We have killed the prophets. We have literally occupied and killed the people who were speaking truth. And then afterwards, we're like, oops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then, and, and like consistently, like every century since Jesus. Yeah. So like, you know, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, JFK, John Lennon, like, oh, you know what I mean? Anyone who said God. we should, anyone <laughs> who says we should live together peacefully and, 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 and you know, uh, treat each other with decency, he's shooting the fucking head. Oh, he's found dead, suicide, two shots in the back of the head. What? Yeah. Shoot yourself twice in the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> We are a collective species. We are literally connected. When we all start shifting where it is we're putting our fear and start focusing it is where we're putting our joy, things are going to shift. Don't feed into things that are trending. Look at who and what you stand for, what you are, what you believe in, what works for you. You know, I'd like to take a moment to talk about what does life look like? Where do you see the trajectory of the next few months? Uh, um well how do i see myself proceeding yeah i i do this work because i want to be of service um that said uh, i don't want to be of service at any cost i i, I won't try to be at service when when i know that i can't right and there's there's that um, aspect of it that uh, I've been meditating on, and so I like um, it's not impossible to find me. It's not impossible to get in touch with me. I'm 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 perfectly happy to to say to quote what I, I said to you offline, being the like permanent cave like in the mountains that you have to know about and find <laughs> and. That's perfectly okay with me. Um, I, I want to reach people and, and help them still. Right. But yes. the, the landscape is not, it is not, uh, made up that, of people who are truly, um, lining up with, or know what that means. Uh, you know, the, the, there could be clients who 
a lot of clients who are coming and they don't realize what they're doing is just looking for spiritual Novocaine or, or validation. Mm -hmm. And that's not the healing services that I offer. That's, that's not what I line up with. So since I've started doing this, I've lined up with the people, you know, that I've been supposed to line up with. And, and I'm, I'm very content, uh, continuing that, that path right now and, um, continuing to work on my book and, and continuing to work on this podcast and other ways of staying, uh, you know, doing this work, continuing to do this work and having it available, um, without, you, you know, um, the um, market, you know, marketing yeah. things, you know? Yeah. Yes. But the social media, you don't want to feed the beast. Like mm -hmm. your message and your medicine will be found because we are not seeking it. Well, who needs us is seeking us. And, and it's going to align because we're open to the alignment. So when the person's ready, we, they will find us. The most powerful, by the way, the most powerful sessions or interactions I ever have is usually with being in the supermarket line, <laughs> right? Or at dinner or uh, answering the phone or having to call or something and end up talking on the phone at customer service and something comes through. Those yeah. are the most powerful things happen. I like that you're going to just kind of go offline. I'm not, I'm not hanging up. I'm just not broadcasting out. Mm -hmm. So. What about you? That's the kind of where I'm at. Um, I kind of feel there's a little mysterious factor that's there when it's like going underground. Like it sounds so weird, but like think about any movement or anything of growth that usually happens in the darkness anyway. So when I say, oh, I'm not feeding the beast, it's like being visible. It doesn't mean that I don't want to be seen. It means I'm not going to shine a false filtered light through social media and like websites and all of that. The world has changed. I felt this since March of 2020. Uh, and it was right before all of this shit hit and it started getting more and more. And it's like, I wanted to ignore it because I don't want this to be a true. I want to still chug along with what I'm doing because I thoroughly enjoy what I'm doing, but it doesn't feel like an alignment anymore. Everyone's first question is, oh, are you on social media or how can I find more about you? Like, here's my email address. Why can't I say that? Yeah. Why does it have to be like, oh, yeah, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on TikTok, I'm on blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't want that. Like, it's Yeah, like, you can find out more about me the way we did for, like, the last 30,000. Right. Like, and God, God forbid I say, call me. This is the way that we are programmed to the world's work. And it is a lot of the way the world works, but it's not the only way. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like if someone's going to take the effort to just message me or finds out through me through the word of mouth, like, that means that I really help somebody. And that that person that I've helped feels that I am in a vibrational match with somebody that they are talking to. That's my jam. I'm sick of playing stump the psychic. Dude, you reach out to me, you should know that I'm the real deal. I don't have to prove to you that I am. People want all of this like magical shit happening and that's not real. What's real is metaphysical truths, me holding up a mirror so you can see what you need to do and work on so you could be the best version of you to make the best choices of you. Like I'm gonna come here and reflect back what you need to see. There's just so much level of people who need what we have, you're not gonna find in where we've been putting our energy. 
the world mm. shifted. Like perfect example, retreats, um, workshops, everybody is fucking petrified. And like things weren't lining up and you know, everything has to feel right or I won't do shit. And like the container curiosity, we ended up canceling um, the, like any of the upcoming things that I had going on in the fall, like all these things are being canceled because people are apprehensive and I don't want people coming, being scared of connecting. I want people coming and being open of connecting because there's nothing I can do if people are coming in close. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard. And so the need is not as grand anymore because what people want is that quick fix. That's not what we offer. Right. Because the clientele is shrinking and because the emergencies are growing, it will allow us to weed through what is an emergency and what is somebody that just is, is here for a passing thrill and is looking to be entertained. I see a huge separation coming. This is the energy that I've been feeling. And whether it manifests or not in some degree is yet to be seen. But just intuitively, I feel that because of a recession, because of a lack, like lack of food, lack of this, lack of that, everyone's in the state of lack and we're doing no good to each other by joining in a lower vibration. Mm-hmm. So I do see a split happening. I see a recession happening. And then by spring of next year, I see this rebirthing of fertile connection, stability, finances, economy, shift in power. Yeah. Yep. I couldn't have put it better myself, Michelle. That's, that's it. That's where we are. I mean- Basically, I don't know when and what that looks like. I don't know if I'm ready to shut down every single page and all of that, but I think there will be an analysis on that. I welcome this. I welcome all of this. And I'm hoping that this inspires other people to detach. There are other ways of connecting. Do you know that one of my favorite things that Carla Mora does, and Carla, it was on our plant medicine episode, is she sends like handwritten letters. And I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Why do There's we a do lot that? of reasons why, because the, the vibrations that are coming off of something that was created by, by the motion of the hand and, and, oh. and the coordination of the hand and the mind. It's just not comparable to a text message or or a type. You're so right. I always think like, oh, there's other ways. How did we do this before? What would you do if it was 1986? You don't have instant access to people just because people have instant access. It's the detaching. It's really this detaching. So where can people detach in your life? Anybody listening right now, that's a question I want you to ponder. Where are places that you can detach? And if there are places you can detach, where could you put that spent energy? What other places would you put it in? Is it listing things? Would you see what opens up? Would you say, I mean, people to slow the fuck down and make things deliberate, hold yourself accountable. So, so be intentional, like you were talking about. Do, do what is intentional, deliberate, and meaningful to you. Not what's quick and mm-hmm. is going to, 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 to dissipate your anxiety because the most quickly, the fastest route to say, to, to grab something, to hang on to do, do what it's most meaningful and most intense, you know, with, with your intent. Intent is the biggest thing. Interesting as I'm sitting here and I'm reflecting back on the things that we've talked about in this podcast, it's going to be interesting to see the ripple that causes because I don't want to imply things that aren't true. Yeah. So I hope I've done a good job of 
prefacing anything that I've said with this is something that I've heard. This is hearsay. I don't know this for sure. I hope I've done that. Have I? Yeah, you have. And I, I think we've been also very clear about this is an exploratory conversation. I do think that everybody who listens to us takes the things that we say with a grain of salt and knows that this all every conversation we have is exploratory. Yeah. Just a place for us to shine some light and, and to question some areas of our life. Tony, I'm not going to lie. I don't like this episode. <laughs> I'm also really proud of both of us for saying out loud we're off shifting. And yeah. I'm excited for this. Yeah. Yep. And I agree. Proud of us as well because the... Like when it's your elephant in the room, like you, you don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You know, this was, this is like a very good demonstration of, you know, what we talked about on a broader scale with, with labels. Right. I know. It's so crazy. Catch you later. Bro. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.